Hey guys, we are going back, back again to Nazi Germany. You, I can't, I can't not do it. I have to do it. So we're going to look at the killer nurses of the Third Reich. Let's do it. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around because we're going to laugh and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, guys, I know that it seems real easy to liken what's happening in our world today to Nazi Germany. <laughs> it feels just like an easy jab but it's crazy and ironic and i don't ironic probably isn't the right word it's just it's just crazy when you really start to dig in how many similarities there are here so i apologize i'm going to do it again i'm going to talk about some nazi germany stuff that i just kind of relearned but really came to understand a, an element of Hitler's regime and and as the Nazis were coming to power and how the deception began because I don't know about you but I have always wondered how is it that Hitler got so many people to go along with it right I mean it's not just the people that were in agreement I mean there's always going to be the you know evil that is going to capitulate and go with the authority, with the charisma, with the, the you know, evil that aligns with thoughts they already had or the propaganda they've already accepted or the indoctrination that had already been laid in place. Like, surely there's going to be some people that, whether knowingly or unknowingly, go along with and encourage the evil that only in hindsight can they look back and go, oh my goodness gracious, what did we do? Then there's the middle ground. We've talked about these people that just turn a blind eye and they know in their heart that this is evil. This is the wrong thing to be doing and they don't fight against it. They don't stand up. They comply. They go along with. That's a huge group. Now, when it comes to the Holocaust, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around how many people would have had to fall into that category because I wouldn't like to think that the majority of people were just pure outright evil and in support of what was going on. I would like to think, giving some credit to humanity, that a lot of those people fell in that middle pile where they just turned a blind, a blind eye and you know complied, even though they know no, knew, knowed in their heart of hearts, it was the wrong thing to do. But goodness gracious, that's a lot to comply with. And how did... Hitler gets so many people to toe the line. And when I lay that question over what's happening in our world today, specifically with just election integrity, of course, the vaccine, 
mandates that are coming down, um, the segregation, the, you know, of the way that we can other the unvaccinated, um, the propaganda, just all of it. When I lay over what I understand and what I'm learning and going back and revisiting about Nazi Germany, there are so many parallels. And I don't know who this quote is attributed to, so forgive me, but he who does not know the past is doomed to repeat it. Just really is feeling really anchored in, which is why I'm going back to understand history again and again and really look at, okay, what, how did it begin? What were the seeds? You know, we all know how it ended. We all know the atrocities that were the culmination of the final solution of the Holocaust of just mass genocide of an entire race of people and not just Jews, but anyone that fell into the pot of non-Aryan at that point, not what we deem the best, not who we decide gets to stay alive, right? This mentality, how do you get from normal people to that, right? Where does it begin? How does it grow? So I came across this documentary. My husband shared it with me. It's on YouTube. It's not even like something you can find on Netflix, but, and I'll link it in the show notes, but it's called something like the killer nurses of the third Reich. And I was like, oh my, you know, what's, and I've actually watched it twice. And I went back to kind of take some notes and really understand the timeline, but there were so many interesting things. Before we dive into that, I wanna start in Psalm 139 because we have to get a foundation of what the Word of God says before we wander off into history or wander off into you know, what's happening in our world today. And I know that um, this is a, an easy one. This is an easy scripture to cite, but it, it is just so true. It's one that I always go back to. I know pre people are more familiar with this one than other scripture, but starting in verse 13, for it was you who created my inward parts. This is speaking to God. You are the one who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made or fearfully, wonderfully and fearfully made is another translation. Your works are wondrous, meaning me, the human, the individual person, the baby, the fetus. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones, this is verse 15, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. So you guys, this is talking about God knows every individual soul that he creates on this planet. It is an individual relationship. It is an individual cherishing of each soul he gives life to. It is, he's the giver of life. So this is of course an argument for the sanctity of all human life, whether on the inside or outside of the mother's womb, but we're not even gonna go there right this moment. But this is talking about God knows and has a plan for every single person. This to me is such an important truth and foundation for the element of each individual person, that there is a plan and a purpose and a point for each person to be on this planet, whether they are, if they're somehow mentally handicapped or if they're, if they have birth defects, if they are you know, walking out of alignment of what scripture would say. It doesn't matter. God knew it. He planned it. 
He has a redeeming story for it. And it's between him and each individual, right? Just want to put that in there. Let's go back to verse 16. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. So if the thoughts God has for each individual, if we were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. That's a lot of thoughts God has about each one of us, right? When I wake up, I am still with you. God, if only you would kill the wicked, you bloodthirsty men stay away from me. Just love that little last part. This idea that God is our protector from bloodthirsty men, <laughs> from the wicked. God is our protector. This is an individual crying out to God, please. I know how much you intended for me specifically to be here. I know you have a plan for me. I know you know all the days, all the things I'm going to do, all the thoughts I'm going to think. I know you care about me so tremendously. Please protect me from the others you also created who are on this earth to do harm. Let's just start there with that scripture. Okay. Let's go back to this history lesson that I want to take us through because there are so many parallels. And if you, if you don't know, there's so much in, you know, Germany coming out of World War I that led to kind of the perfect condition, conditions for Hitler to rise to power. Just the way that they, they, were, they were primed for a earthly savior, if you will, somebody who was going to come in be a strong leader, take charge. They needed that. They were in ruins after World War I. And Hitler was that person. And unfortunately, he was evil incarnate, right? He, he had these just terrible ideas, some of which actually he got, unfortunately for our history, from America. We had already started um, doing some some types of sterilization and um, like a compulsory sterilization of a certain amount of generations of what we called imbeciles, people that were either mentally handicapped or, you know, falling below being dependent on the state. If that happened for a certain amount of generations, there were certain states that would do compulsory sterilization, which is crazy, right? That is something Hitler actually borrowed from us and really, um, loved the idea of eugenics, which is a word that's being thrown around a lot now. You may not have heard of it, but it's essentially selective breeding. The idea of weeding out certain imperfections in a, in a school of people or a class of people, however you want to look at it. For Hitler, it was weeding out imperfections from a race of people. He wanted to create the Aryan race, which would be a master race, which he deemed superior than other races, right? But if you take the, it is interesting that Hitler had to create a racial conflict in order to get this to come to fruition, in order to get people to buy into this idea so it's interesting that we are already in the midst of kind of a renewing of a racial conflict. Um, so it is interesting that there is that connection. But I want to paint, you know, as we jump into this little piece of history, Germany at, the, at that moment in history, right, right as Hitler was coming to power, was the top in the world for medicine and for the teaching of medicine. It was considered the highest um, in the world for science, like just highly respected, highly regarded. You didn't, you weren't a doctor who was, you know, called themselves superior unless you went and studied medicine in Germany. So for those of you who think, 
oh, this, these ideas of eugenics and the science behind the Holocaust and the experiments they did, that was, that was just out of like a, a crazy part of the world or just lunacy. This was, this, these ideas came from the pinnacle of medicine and science, right? So the idea of follow the science, trust the science, I can almost hear that propaganda for this line of thinking in Nazi Germany, that these people were so highly regarded globally that it would have been crazy to question or, um, you know, it, it would have been you would have been easily cast aside if you were questioning whether or not this medicine or this science was the authority that we needed to be following. That would have been silly. Of course it was the authority we needed to be following. There was no one on the planet that was doing it better, that was more cutting edge, that was more highly regarded than Germany at that time for medicine and science. Super important to recognize that. The propaganda the the in this documentary they talk about the propaganda and how how dramatic it was how constant it was how prevailing it was and how that was really the thing that got people to not just come into alignment with the evil but also turn the blind eye right that they were they were convinced enough that it was okay to be doing it that they would be like okay well you know I don't need to be the one that stands up I don't need to stand in the way of this I mean I don't it's not what I would choose to do but uh you know so think about if we parallel this to what's going on now we have the people who are like if my child who's vaccinated and your child who's not vaccinated get in a car accident, your child should not go to the hospital. I hope they die on the road. This is actual. This is an actual thing I read on social media. Okay. So for those people, obviously you're going to go along with the, you're on the far side. You're in the evil land all the way in. Then there's the people who fall in the middle who are like, well, I don't agree with the mandates, but it's not really my place to stand up. You know, I'm okay with getting the vaccine, but you know, like, I don't, it's not really my thing that they're mandating it. I mean, it doesn't really affect me. That's the majority of where I imagine Nazi Germany fell is, well, I'm German and, you know, like, I don't, I guess I haven't had the best experience with the Jews. So like, I don't know, maybe they deserve it. Perhaps that would be a thought or I don't know, like I, what could I do to stop this from happening? Like what role do I play? Where, where could I stand up, right? These are the, the types of thoughts I imagine had to be very prevalent in this time in history. And you can see now looking back, oh my goodness gracious, if all of those people really moved in the direction of no, 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 this is evil. We need to stop this. They could have saved themselves. Germany could have saved themselves from going off this cliff. But instead, the propaganda was so heavy, so constant, so saturating every aspect of life, says this documentary and these survivors of this time, that most people just were able to look the other way because they thought somewhere deep in their head, you know what? I don't really understand what's happening. Maybe they did something to deserve it. And that was what it where it began, the master race could be translated to the people who the government decided were going to be allowed to, th to thrive or survive. And then there was a group that shouldn't be allowed to thrive or survive. 
That's what the concept of the master race was. So that's the exact parallel we're walking out right now. There's a group of people that should be allowed to have freedom. There's a group of people who are towing the line and they should be allowed to do what everybody else was allowed to do just three years ago. And now there's a very specific group of people that should not be allowed to have the same rights. They should not be treated well. They should be wearing masks. They should be getting the tests. The rest of us should just be able to go on about our lives. And there is a very specific group of people and it's their own fault. They did it to themselves. They're deserving of X, Y, Z. This is exactly, exactly the propaganda. The Jews and the invalids and the people with mental retardation or physical deformities, they were labeled useless eaters. This was the propaganda. They were burdens on the system. They were burdens on the state. They were costing money. This is when we go down the road of, well, Medicare shouldn't, we should be charging these people extra that are choosing to not you know, get vaccinated and therefore they are now burdens on you, the, the compliant vaccinated people. These people are, un, these are burdens of the state. Now we're gonna have to take care of them because they're gonna get sick. Mind you, everyone can equally get sick from this virus and all, that's being generous because there's plenty of studies that show actually the opposite is true, that vaccinated areas are getting higher case counts. But again, that's not where we're going today, guys. There is no logic and sense behind this, but there is massive, massive propaganda. And when you ask these logical questions, there are no answers given. But the propaganda is so constant and so prevalent that people just walk in line with it. And this is an important element of tyranny is there has to be a group of people that are othered. That's the word. They have to have a group of people that you can point to and vilify and say, these are the ones that are your problem. It's not the evil government coming up with the ideas. It's the Jews. It's not the evil government that has the solution for getting rid of these Jews. No, that's not where the evil is. The evil is with the Jews. And what happened with the Jews, because there was plenty of Jewish Germans who were doctors, who were scientists, who were lawyers. They were... Their, their school of thought was purged. There was a censorship. Anyone that could offer science or a medical opinion or a legal opinion as to whether or not this was an ethical method of thinking, whether eugenics was something we should be pursuing, they were censored and purged. They were fired. They were let go. They were hidden. Their, their studies were not published. Their stories were not circulated. This was much easier to control then than it is now because they didn't have social media. So only what went out, the only thing that went out was what the government said could go out. So Jews were, it started by losing their jobs, slandering their input, their school of thought. Well, of course, a Jewish doctor would say that. Of course, an anti-vaxxer would say that. That's, of course, what they think, right? So we can slander their narrative. We can increase the discrimination against anyone who holds the same degree, mind you. A Jewish doctor would hold the same degree, the same experience as a German doctor, and yet the Jewish doctor was the one that was discriminated against, slandered, and censored, and eliminated. Can you see how that is happening today? The dissenting school of thought is eliminated and slandered and said, well, of course they would think that. They're Jewish. Of course they would think that. They're anti-vax. You with me? Then, of course, segregation, which started in a you have to wear this, you have to be identified 
as being different. You have to wear a mask when these people don't have to wear a mask. You have to wear a bracelet. You have to flash a, a card, a vaccine passport. You have to identify yourself. You have to self-segregate from the rest of us. And that's where it begins. That's where it began for the Jews. And that's where it leads to, oh, now you have to move out. You have to get out of the rest of where we live and you have to go to the ghettos. You have to, we actually physically remove you. There are places in this world right now where this is happening, where people are being moved to green zones. I mean, I call them concentration camps, but green zones or COVID camps or, oh, there's uh, the shielding approach, if you want to look that bad boy up on the CDC. Um, so that's a little bit more of a physical segregation, and then we know where the slippery slope goes. But before that, even, there was, before the Holocaust, in the, in the way that we think of it, the Holocaust is actually defined as the time period from Hitler's rise all the way to the end of the war. So the Holocaust is a lot longer than them just being in Auschwitz, right? We think of the final solution where the death camps began as the Holocaust, but the Holocaust truly was from Hitler's rise all the way to the end of the war. Because as soon as Hitler came to power, he began this campaign of eugenics outside of death camps, and the complicit ones were doctors and nurses that came alongside. Now it began where you couldn't be a doctor or a nurse unless you were a part of one of five political affiliated groups. One was the um, Socialist Union or, and not or, and you had to swear an oath to Hitler specifically. So although you could be a part of one of five of these socialistic political affiliate groups, you had to specifically swear an oath to Hitler in order to be a nurse or a doctor. So we already have your allegiance has to be with them. If you're not willing to swear your, elite, your allegiance to this person, to this ideology, then you aren't going to have a job as a nurse or a doctor. So again, that's a, a natural way of purging dissension purging the varying, varying ideology. This is so dangerous. We should have doctors and nurses that are not in favor of the vaccine speaking into this conversation. We should have them working in hospitals because they're going to have a different frame of reference when they're looking at adverse events in a hospital. They're going to recognize them because they're looking for them. A person who is super pro-vax as a doctor, do you think they're going to say, this might be an adverse event related to a vaccine, or do you think they're gonna align with their ideology which says there are very few, those are rare, don't even look for them, they're not there. Like this is what happened in Nazi Germany. This is why it's so important to have this school of thought where people are practicing and, and using ivermectin, using hydroxychloroquine, seeing how it works, we've eliminated that ability. So this is what, this is how it began. This is the way that Hitler began was he made the medical field toe the line immediately and all dissent was essentially purged from this field of work and he began his eugenics campaign and it started with children Ironically, it started with children, and once it moved to adults, people started to really get uneasy. They didn't want us to be euthanizing adults. That made them uncomfortable. Children, it was okay. So they actually scaled back 
just to children. So it started with children, moved to adults, made everybody uncomfortable, moved back to children. And then of course, at the end of the, the war, we were killing all the people, it didn't matter. So how did they get away with this? Well, anyone that was born with a birth defect, with a mental retardation, any malforming of the body, heart valves, any of these things, or young children that were proven to be physically disabled in some way or you know unable to teach, these children were put in homes and euthanized. It started with, I have numbers here, let me look. It started with about 400,000 sterilizations and about 200,000 euthanizations of disabled children and adults, but mostly children in that number. That was kind of the initial purge. And once that went, once the doctors and the nurses bought into that, then it continued throughout the entire time Hitler was in control. This did not just happen in the death camps. This happened in regular old hospitals on regular old nurses and doctors watches where they were either turning their eye turning a blind eye or fully in agreement with. And again, the propaganda is telling you these people are the others. These are um, the burden on the state. These are the useless eaters. These are the people who we have deemed don't deserve the same chance at life that you do. They don't deserve to be alive because they're, we should put them out of their misery, right? They obviously can't they're the, they obviously can't fend for themselves, right? There was this heavy, heavy propaganda. I actually came across a poster. I'll see if I can link it where it talked about this exact thing. It was a, it was a propaganda poster, poster from Nazi era that had that term useless eaters on there. And it talked about how much people or how many people were useless eaters and how much each person cost the state to keep alive. That was the propaganda. That was also an exercise done in schools. Children had to come to understand how much the state had to pay for a quote unquote useless eater to stay alive. So you can see how that would become a school of thought where, well, why are we paying this? And then as the war kicked off, we needed those beds for the wounded the soldiers who had put their lives on the line, we, they deserved the hospital beds. So we had to free the hospital beds of people who were unable to care for themselves. So we needed to euthanize those people. You guys, this is a very scary thing to look at, a very slippery slope. But the deception, and this was very clear, the doctors and nurses came into alignment because the propaganda, the key was that the health of the community is more important than the health of the individual. The health of the community is more important than the health of the individual. The greater good needs to be served by eliminating the individual. One life doesn't matter if it compromises five lives, 10 lives, 20 lives. The greater good must be held at a higher level than the individual does this sound familiar to you? When I read that scripture, what I hear that I started this whole thing out with is that God values the individual. He has a plan for each and every life, regardless of how they present to the outside world, regardless of if they have Down syndrome or if they are somehow physically deformed and can't walk or paralyzed or there's all kinds of things that the world views as a deformity or a less than, or they're broken. And it's as if God didn't know 
(laughs) and didn't have a plan for that and doesn't value and cherish more. Your thoughts are more vast than the sand on the earth, the grains of sand, his thoughts for each one of us as individuals. So the original deception that was then corrected by the Nuremberg Code The original deception was getting people to buy into the fact that the community or the greater good is higher than the individual and their health. Crazy pants, right? And the way that they got these people to step in and step in, and this is what I'm seeing, you, you, it's called progressive sin or progressive, um, that's what I would call it. Progressive sin, (laughs) just this progressive step the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. For all of us, this is happening. Where the first time, you just have to ignore. If you don't read the headlines, if you don't pay attention to the studies, you know, you can just ignore what's happening in the world. You can just turn a blind eye, right? That's that's step one. Then maybe it's, well, for the nurses, for example. You know what's happening in the other room. You know what they're doing. You've seen that all those patients that wind up in that wing, none of them come back out of that wing, but you're not in that wing. So you don't know. You can feign, you know, ignorance. I don't know what's happening over there. And then maybe they ask you, well, can you just come in here just one time and just hold the bed of the patient? Just push the bed in here and just stand there and maybe hold their arms as we administer this treatment. Well, okay, it's just this one time. I don't know what the the drugs are they're giving them. I don't know what they're doing. You can feign some more ignorance, but you've now taken a step closer, right? This progressive sin. You're now a little bit more complicit than you were yesterday. And then you can take another step and say, well, okay, now I'm the one administering the medicine, but I didn't order this to be given. I'm just following the rules. I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just doing my job. I don't know how many times I've seen videos of police officers in Australia showing up to people's houses to take them away or to tell them that they have broken curfew or what have you. And when that person is confronting them and saying, what What have you become? Listen to what you're saying. The police, every time, Say, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. Well, at that point, your job is now absolutely in alignment with Nazi Germany. (laughs) At this point, your job is in alignment with the evils that are being carried out. And you don't get to excuse yourself out of the responsibility of having become complicit, right? And I'm not speaking to any one individual. I'm just convicting myself here, you guys. There are times where I'm like, you know what? I knew what was going on and I, I did the mask longer than I wanted to do the mask. You know, like I should have taken that thing off the moment I realized what was happening. I should have stood up more. I should have fought harder in this area before we got to this place, right? These are convictions of my own and, and convictions for the future, the things we're going to face, the things I know I'm going to be asked to do in order to stay in the in-group, right? We're seeing this, they're funneling. (laughs) You either take the vax or you're going to be funneled where it's harder and harder. I I believe it was in Germany. They no longer, if you are unvaccinated, you cannot walk in a grocery store. Okay. Well, that's tricky because how are you going to have food? Well, not my problem. Get the vaccine. You can have food. So we're seeing that you're going to be, there's going to be a line. We've talked about this where you're going to have to step in or you're going to hold the line on the outside and it is going to be very hard 
more and more challenging to hold the line on the outside. And if you've already taken a step beyond where you wanted to take a step, it's even harder now to step out. But I would encourage you to step out, recognize, understand history, understand what's happening, and take a step back out. If you are feeling convictions that this is not, this is wrong, what is happening. It is not fair what's going on. Or if you're not feeling that, reevaluate, look at it again. Go, do I really agree with this? Am I just ignoring what's happening? Am I just like turning a blind eye? Am I just playing, you know, like I don't know what's happening or I'm not, I'm not for it, but I'm not against it. Like wherever you're sitting, just evaluate because this was so crazy for me to hear the original sin, the original deception is that the community is more important than the individual. And the Nuremberg comes in and says, nope, (laughs) the individual must be protected. You cannot coerce. There is no greater good that warrants a coerced experiment on an individual. There's absolutely no greater good that overrides the right of the individual to their medical freedom and their body autonomy. There isn't. So that's what the Nuremberg Code corrected. And here we are again, however many years later, looking down the barrel of the same deception and we're walking into the same traps and we're being fed the same propaganda and we're buying it. And I just want you to, I want to leave it with this. This documentary was made four years ago. It was, it's not a COVID documentary has nothing at all to do with COVID. There's no way they could have made this documentary to parallel so entirely and completely and alarmingly to what's happening today. It was made four years ago before there was ever a COVID. So I encourage you to watch it, learn about it, learn about history and reevaluate where am I in this moment in history? If I look back, what will I have to bear in terms of responsibility and complicity? What steps am I taking in the direction towards Hitler? And what steps am I taking in the direction away from what I see as evil? I'm telling you, there's room for all of us to constantly be reevaluating this question and learning and recognizing and seeing the signs of the time and feeling those convictions and praying and asking Holy Spirit, guide me, what do I do? If I have to take this step out of compliance, what will that look for, look like for my family? How will you provide? And then trust and have faith that he will because he's good. But he values. God, our Father, values each and every one of us. We matter. We're seen. Please don't fear that you're getting swept away in the greater good narrative. There are more people that could just shift this there are so many more, more people that if they just stood a little firmer or spoke with more conviction or held the line a little bit tighter, that we could really shift the narrative that you guys pause, punch, pump the brakes. We're about to mass vaccinate children against a disease that doesn't even hurt them at all. There is no risk for them. There is far more, up to a hundred times more risk for children to receive this vaccine than to get COVID. And we're going to walk into compliance with this. Guys, I hope this gave you a little bit of a check in the spirit. I hope this reawakened you to go look at what happened then so that we are not doomed to repeat it. You guys, the Bible said there is nothing new under the sun. This is not new. This is the same game. The enemy is so boring. 
He just uses the same tricks because we are so deceivable. We are so easily played. Don't be played. I hope that helps. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Father God, let this be a conviction to whoever needs a conviction right now, Lord, including myself. Let this be a moment of scales falling from the eyes, people seeing what's happening, people realizing and recognizing or taking that step into understanding what's happening, what is playing out. Lord, let us unite as a church. Let us unite as as a human race across all countries, across all nations, all races, all languages. Let us unite in our understanding of what is good and what is evil and what is your will, Lord. We know how much you value each and every one of us. Your word says it, Lord. We trust that. Please just guide your people, Lord. Just guide your people in this time to stand firm, to take these steps, to not allow for history to repeat itself. We pray these things in your son's holy name. Amen.